Hello, I'm Neil Aitchison and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. I'm joined by Professor Klaus Kern, who is Director at the Max Planck Institute for Solid State Research in Stuttgart in Germany, and Professor of Physics at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lucerne in Switzerland. And he's one of the world's leading experts in nanoscale science. He's here at Warwick as the first of a series of leading experts invited to the university as part of a visiting fellowship programme run by the Institute of Advanced Study here, aimed at promoting collaborative research of international calibre across institutions and across disciplines. Klaus, perhaps you can first of all briefly describe what nanoscale science is and what your particular interest and research interest is in that field. Yeah, nanoscience is, is an interdisciplinary research field, actually bridging physics, chemistry, biology, even engineering. And we have learned during the last 20 years to manipulate matter on the atomic scale. So really play with atoms, play with molecules, control what atoms and molecules do, and, and by that define new functions. So really introduce uh, the concept to go from design, molecular and atomic design, to function. And we have developed the tools really to look on this scale so we really can can see what happens with atoms and molecules and we can then try to harvest our abilities to manipulate matter on this scale to really get new functions. Now, an an immediate uh, thing where you would see that this is important is information technology, because we all have learned that computers get more powerful. That's because we can pack more transistors per square unit, and that's essentially nothing else than making things smaller and smaller and smaller. And we get now very close to the physical limits, and we have to find also new ways of doing this. And nature actually does it a little bit different than human beings have developed it in in information technology there we use the forces of atoms and molecules to build matter uh, in a hierarchical way and and by that do nano machines if you like an enzyme in the body is a nano machine and so we have these two options uh, to to build matter on the nano scale and that's what we are interested in and to try uh, really to explore the frontier the, the ultimate frontiers of material science which is really built uh, devices atom by atom or molecule by molecule I mean, it's a huge field, isn't it? It's, yeah. uh, and what's your particular sort of area no, of expertise? No, no. In? Our particular area of expertise is really looking on these processes on the atomic and molecular scale. We have developed uh, instruments, uh, so-called scanning tunneling microscopes, which allow us really to look on these individual atoms, on these molecules, to do spectroscopy on them and see really how they behave. That's, that's our main expertise. And what are you hoping or could be the, some of the applications of that uh, that work then? Now, the applications, as I said, they are already in, in, there in many fields. And, and one thing is this information technology where we, where we really are close to the, to the final limits. And, and we really have to, to find new ways uh, to, to store and uh, in, in particular also to process information. And, and, and this is something we, we uh, have a look on and that's something we want to achieve. But there are other manifold uh, applications you can imagine. You know, there, there's this linkage with biology and with life science where we really can have uh, big expectations that nanotechnology, nanoscience will have a very large influence on, on developments there. There are already many things in, in sensing minute amounts of gases, minute amount of impurities in, in liquids, which is very important for environmental purposes. Uh, there are whole new classes of instruments which are built, which is a known industry 
becoming as well. So the pharmaceutical market is, to a large extent, also, uh, or will in the future, in my opinion, be uh, really uh, uh, influenced by by what we could call nanomedicine or nano na uh, nano molecular nanotechnology. So there there are many many possibilities. And why have you come to to Warwick then uh, as part of this visiting fellowship program? Yeah, I had since since quite some several years actually very good collaborations and contacts with colleagues here in the chemistry department and the physics department, and they asked me if I would come over uh, in in this Institute of Advanced Studies fellow program to to give a few lectures and and to strengthen these contacts which we already had and and I thought that was a very good idea. So that's a really good program to intensify the contacts you have with colleagues and, and I really enjoyed very much my time here. And I hope I could give also a little bit of the fascination of the field uh, uh, in, my, in my lectures. And how do you think it's gone? How do you think that uh, coming over here has sort of fostered that work? And, and oh, definitely, definitely, because uh, uh, it allows you to really talk in detail about certain things, to learn a little bit more what's really going on on campus in the laboratories. And, and this will certainly strengthen the collaborations we have already. And we already discussed three, four uh, projects which we might do now uh, uh, together. And just sort of looking at uh, working on a sort of a European Union level scale in this area, have you been able to sort of develop that, that sort of area? That could be could be definitely definitely an option because the European Union is indeed favouring uh, uh, research and, and fostering research in nanotechnology and, and they essentially go for these uh, joint research programs, so uh, networks or what they call STREPS, which is just a, a smaller scale collaboration between many uh, several uh, several labs in, in at least three or four countries and, and this is certainly an option to, to think about uh, the possibility to set such a collaboration up and, and, and go for an application in such a program. Now I guess you do lots of, sort of collaborative work and that's kind of really part of uh, what you do of how you, how you work. How, how do you think this has been sort of different from uh, some of the other sort of collaborations or, or your sort of normal level of uh, collaborative uh, work with other academics uh, back home and, and in this country? The best collaborations you have are those which arise from mutual interest. So, and this one is certainly which is coming out of mutual interest, and that's uh, almost a guarantee that something like that becomes a success. You know, uh, set up from from top down, set up collaborations. They never work. You have to have them from bottom up, where people have common interests, and and so I'm pretty sure this will result in some nice uh, science results. Uh, and I guess actually, sort of coming over here and meeting uh, academics and. Uh, the sort of group in in the various sort of disciplines here that's an advantage rather than sort of doing it over the phone or the oh, email. oh definitely because you know there is nothing more important than personal contacts and really talking about these things directly in the laboratory seeing what you are talking about and and what you are doing and and internet has changed the world dramatically but uh, if you really want to do a, a good collaboration the personal contact you cannot replace just by sending emails or chatting on the phone this is really different uh, when, when you talk face to face and, 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 and you spontaneously get new ideas much better than you do it on the phone or just by sending emails around. Joining me also here is the uh, the head of chemistry here at Warwick, uh, Professor Peter Sadler. Uh, Peter, let me just uh, ask you then, what, what do you think uh, you and your colleagues here have uh, gained out of Klaus Kern's uh, visit as, as part of this fellowship programme? Well, for us, it's a chance to meet and interact with the head of one of the world's leading laboratories in nanoscience and nanotechnology. And this is such an important 
an emerging area of research and one in, in which is certainly growing within Warwick University that uh, our graduate research students, for example, although they can read about Professor Cairn's work in the literature, they don't get that opportunity really to explore with him in detail of uh, what is currently exciting and how it might apply to their work. So uh, this is a magnificent opportunity for us to meet Professor Cairn uh, directly, for our staff to explore new ideas, potential collaborative research programs for the future, for example. And uh, so we, we greatly value that opportunity. And what do you hope it's going to do for that programme? Because we, we already have quite an international reputation and expertise in nanoscale science, don't we, here? That, uh, how do you think that's... Um, Professor Kern visiting us here is going to uh, advance that. Well, I think it illustrates the importance of interdisciplinary research, which Warwick actually aspires to do very well. We do have very good uh, relationships between physics and chemistry and maths and statistics and biology, medicine, etc. And I think Professor Cairn's lectures illustrated, particularly to the young people, the importance of maintaining those links and developing those links, that a lot of modern exciting science is on those borderlines between the disciplines. So the ability to talk across the disciplines is, is a challenge, I think. I mean, it's a challenge for us chemists sitting in the audience to hear a physicist describe chemical experiments, if you like. Professor Cairn is doing single molecule, single atom chemistry. And this is something which is a challenge to us chemists and I think uh, is it really sets our goals for the future, if you like, our sights of, of, of where modern uh, research is, is leading, and that's, that's very valuable. And this is the way forward. Uh, we must make this a co collaboration to make the advances that we want to make in science in the current age. It's not no longer sufficient to work solely within chemistry. I think that's absolutely definite, absolutely sure. And the concepts and applications are so wide in this that uh, I think even Professor Cairn would tell us uh, that he needs very strong relationships with biologists, with mathematicians, with modelers, and so on. No one group can handle all of the concepts and uh, research ideas that are needed to develop this whole area. Uh, and it is a, an advantage of just getting in the same room with uh, sort of leading academics uh, like Professor Kern that, uh, rather than sort of reading the, the, the matter in journals and so forth? I think very much so because Professor Kern also uh, evaluated uh, where the science is going uh, and that, that in itself is very helpful. Uh, the limitations of it, if you like, is not only that there are big advantages but there are limitations and uh, you have to appreciate those limitations, I think, and just to have that kind of critical discussion in an open forum uh, is very, very useful.